Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are tuning in from today. We are gathering in the room called Inline Leaders Club on Clubhouse. And this segment is called Lead from the Heart for Humanity 2022. I believe this is 11th session today. Speak about this article, Leader, Know Thyself, from strategy-business.com. According to this article, it says to improve executive performance, thinking about thinking is a really good idea. Oftentimes, I've noticed that I am immersed in the thinking itself, but this article brings out the intention, no, the importance of metacognition, according to Stephen M. Fleming, who is the author of Know Thyself, The Science of Self-Awareness. And so we would like to speak on the skills and strategies, how to apply the metacognitive skills to think or observe the thinking that I or you are immersed in yourself to make the right calls. Uh, oftentimes the CEO, CISO leaders are called to prioritize attention and time as this is a, a key leading role. And so in order to uh, do that, we can dialogue about it. The question is, what is your thought about thinking about the thinking when you're making tough decisions? How do you do that? And how do you stay in the heart center? Anyone? Yes, how do you think about thinking? And um, I was contemplating that actually recently. And being able to sit in that seat of uh, consciousness to observe yourself, you know, to observe our thinking, you know, left brain, right brain, to observe the emotional reaction to the thinking, to observe our psychosomatic experience in the body. It gives us a great leverage to be able to understand the inner workings. What is at play in any situation? And when we understand how we respond to certain stimuli, then we are in a position where we actually can make a choice rather than react, we can respond. And the step that I wanna take it further, there comes a moment where we have to turn around and go to the transpersonal self. It's turning towards the one that's observing the thinking, the one that's observing the emotion, and the experience, and it's from that place that we can actually can make the higher consciousness decisions. So I just wanted to put that out there. Well, uh, Mar oh, Marinka, you know that that makes that makes a lot of sense. Um, one one of the things that I wonder, I, what you just described is something that I find myself doing, but yet I can't tell you how I got there. 
it's something that just for me has just seemed to evolve. Um, it, it's it's an awareness. The only thing I, I can contribute it to is, is is through meditation, through clearing uh, my energies, through slowing down my mental process. That seems to have evolved. But I guess the question I'm putting out there, and I agree, this is optimal for making decisions and, and really in any area of our life, how do we get there? How can we tell someone else, you know, to how, how do we help get someone in this state? And and I'm saying this because I don't have an answer. I'm just throwing this out there because I, I've noticed myself in this state, but I can't tell you how I got there other than, you know, what, what I just mentioned. Yes. Erica, go ahead. Um, if we were to look at our lives and you've put a great word out there, you know, meditation, and sometimes I think the word meditation gets some people stuck because they feel it's a empty mind or, or it's a practice that's, that's very structured and rigid. But what I, what I have come to realize it's a commitment to knowing thyself it's a commitment to wanting to be true to to know the real you and it comes with a grain of humbleness uh humility and i would say desire for total acceptance would you agree ron Yes, I would. And one of the words I was waiting for you to say is also gratitude. Yeah. Because I find myself, when I'm getting some of these answers, um, one of the things I do is, you know, I give thanks for that answer. Um, and, and, you know, it's just little things, things that seem inconsequential in, in our day-to-day activities. But yeah, gratitude. Uh, you know, I'm grateful that I'm I refer to it as tuning in, tuning in to my heart intuition. Um, and and the more I let that guide me, the easier things seem to unfold. Uh, a, a real quick example. One of the issues I had in, in my past life um, was lack money. I was brought up in a, in, a, in a family situation where that was always a big deal. There was never enough. Um, and And even though I've taken major steps to overcome that, yesterday I had a situation where you know, I was I was fearing money again, and I go, no, 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 wait, I've already dealt with this, okay? And and I did what I could to let it go and not give it any energy. And today, I had, I would say, unexpectedly, over six to seven hundred dollars come to me, and it just just blew me away. And it was just like the universe saying, look, you've overcome this, and here I'm going to show you you've overcome it. So it was it was humility, it was gratitude, it was appreciation, and it was slowing down and not letting those old patterns take hold again. Uh, I'll just jump in on the meditation theme here. In the past uh, couple of weeks, I've been doing a lot of uh, clearing the land, cutting my forest so that you can actually walk through the forest and it's just a you know a mess of brambles and old trees and stuff on my farm here and uh it's sort of a meditation in in doing this work because it's 
it's endless work. I mean, the forest is large. It just keeps growing back, but you do see uh, improvement as you as you clear the brush away and I chop firewood and all of that. But, uh, you know, it could be overwhelming, really, uh, because there's so much to do. But you just you just do what you can uh, in each day. And, you know, I'm using the firewood to heat my home. And so it has, you know, a real impact. But I try not to. Uh, you know, to worry about it. And I just, while I'm doing it, a million thoughts are going through my head as well, often reoccurring thoughts. So it's kind of like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm busy, but at the same time, uh, my mind is, is quiet and content because, you know, it's my land. I'm, I'm seeing results. I'm, you know, beside a Creek. I'm just, in the moment. And I would much rather be doing that than, uh, you know, working in, in an office somewhere. And so even though I'm moving, I'm, it's sort of a meditation at the same time. Um, and so I really just, I enjoy it. I enjoy, I enjoy the whole process of it. And, uh, so I, I don't sit, you know, I don't sit and meditate. Uh, you know, I'm a rock climber. I consider that a form of meditation as well, because I have to be very focused in the moment to do that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, what, what I'm experiencing right now, uh, with, with Facebook is, uh, you know, it's introducing all these ideas, you know, that, uh, some may be positive and some may be not. Uh, but it's like, someone else is sort of hijacking my my brain because they're introducing all these things to me uh and uh, a lot of disinformation and whatnot and i was listening to uh yuval harari and he's uh you know kind of now a spokesman for the world economic forum but he in this little clip was saying that uh that we are you know humans are no longer uh, like an independent soul, basically, that humans are hackable, you know, much like what um, Cambridge Analytica uh, enlightened us to, um, and how elections can be hacked, and, you know, uh, Brexit could be hacked, and all of this sort of thing. But, uh, you know, I want to believe that I am still an independent person, who has a soul, who has a mind of my own. Um, so uh, I think we have to be very mindful of what information is being presented to us. And uh, and so I just, I love uh, talking circles. And so right now, actually, um, my brother is on a video chat with, uh, with a friend of mine who uh, came into a group, like a Facebook group that I have and asked if anybody in the group wanted to have a video chat. And I said, yeah, I want to have a video chat and anybody else in the group, you know, want to join us because it's, it's more important for us to connect through this video chat as a group than it is to uh, just be text on a screen. So I'm really trying to move away from Facebook and create a social platform. Where we're actually meeting in person. Uh, or, you know, at the very least having video chats, but not just sharing all this random information 
uh, from who knows where. So anyway, that's a lot of tangents, but uh, that's where I'm at right now. Yeah. Well, welcome, Ellen. Uh, let me go back to the article and I'd love to hear from Ellen as well. Mm, Rania asked the question, how do you do it? So you do it well, and I, but if we were to sort of guide other clients, our clients, step by step, what is what do we tell them, right? I'm in the same conundrum here. So according to the article, it says the one way to avoid pitfalls, uh, pitfalls of being sort of immersed in the cognitive blinders is to hone your metacognitive ability. Well, we already have that cognitive metacognitive ability, but he points to cognitive blinders such as ego, denial, optimism, and hubristic pride. And one of the way to start honing the metacognitive ability is to do stand outside of yourself and consider what you see. And I learned this from Tibetan Buddhist teacher Mingyo Rinpoche. Uh, it's called awareness meditation, where we proactively exit our body as in forms of identification and go outside of the body and look into the body and the action, what it's doing. Okay, coming back to the article, it says try writing it down what you're thinking to make your thoughts and thought processes more tangible as in journaling. Also, you can try mindfulness meditation. As Marika and Rusty mentioned, I believe the meditation is really simple. Whatever we're mindful about, whatever, whatever our attention and focus is on, that we're, we're doing mindfulness meditation, such as dishwashing. So the article says it involves paying attention to your thoughts and emotions in the moment. A simple and powerful way to make self improve self-awareness is to take a third person perspective on ourselves, writes Fleming. Yes, I'll stop here. Ellen, do you have anything to share? Welcome. Hi, Kate. Thanks for the warm, warm welcome and hi, everyone. Um, I, I'm extremely new to Clubhouse. It's my second night here, um, in, my second experience in Clubhouse. And I. it's also a brand new experience for me to engage in um, chatting with, with uh, online like chatting online with everyone. And so uh, please bear with me. I um, So being somebody who's been in uh, working in different fields from bottoms up to management, I and to uh, owning my business, my own business, restaurant business for over um, uh, 11 years, I feel that, um, oh, and I'm also really new with spirituality. It's only been about uh, seven or eight months that I've been going through my own journey and soul growth. And so integrating spirituality, humanity work with business is extremely new for me. So engaging in this talk is like a huge um, challenge for me. At the same time, I, I do want to put in my two cents about what your topic is about. Managing 
or having leadership in a role is not easy. It's, to me, it's self-awareness, understanding of my own, my own um, uh, knowledge and wisdom and, and what I can bring forth to the company. I believe that working for a company where I adore or align with the mission, vision, values is really important. And so if I do have a strong belief in the values of the company, I feel that it makes things a lot easier for me to be able to lead a group. And so with that being said, I feel that um, we as management or leadership has a lot to do with our uh, own personal values. At the same time, we don't like, we try to keep things separate. Leading a company is all about balancing employees versus management. And so in middle management, it's all about understanding both sides of the team and not doing things from our ego, but from the heart. As from the heart, it's more about being like the act of being a parent, just like in any organization, whether it's a small company or or the government, you know, like we we're all about um, like I believe that we should be leading based on our heart and soul, but with our wisdom intact. So it's the balance between the two. And as a parent, leading our kids, our children. It's all about teaching them, leading them in a way where we're not spoiling them. And so I, I tend to sort of take my leadership in that sense of, of being um, compassionate, being understanding, knowing that what is the outcome in the end that benefits both sides of the, the, um, the pyramid. Right. So it's like I and so with spirituality, integrating with that, I in the past, like I, I, I have done quick meditation and that's more about breathing exercises, more so than actually sitting down and meditate. It depends on how much time I have and depending on the circumstances. So doing quick breathing exercises to calm the nerves, to calm the mind, and um, focusing on the outcome of the entire company is more important than what I feel is right or wrong for myself. So yeah. one oh, other thing, sure. yes. Sorry if I keep going on and on. Yeah, that's, <laughs> let's, let's keep it simple here, Ellen. Thank you for sharing what you said. Um, did I hear you right? Are you in the middle management? Uh, actually, I'm not. I'm in. Um, I'm not working right now. I'm. I am looking for a job. I am. I. Um, I had a nine to five job for a long time after being in, having my own business, and just going through this period of uh, transformation. It's 
spiritually that I've discovered that humanity um, uh, maybe, well, actually I've learned to, I have acquired skills in uh, doing energy healing. Okay. okay. Reiki. Cool. Yeah. 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 Cool. Well, you're welcome here, Ellen. And we are, um, let's regroup. Yeah. So the article leader know thyself. And I feel like Ellen, you're uh, walking uh, courageously towards knowing who you are, uncovering the spiritual realm, also connecting the dot from what you've learned in the business world. Yeah. So this is a place to do that. And I would love to hear from uh, Rusty, Marenka, Ron, our moderators. We have gathered here with a, with a podcast that we did, uh, except for Rusty, <laughs> on mental health. So, yes. So going back to the article here, it says there are um, uh, there's 200, 200 cognitive biases. And we, so many studies have connected metacognitive ability to leadership performance. It is linked to creative, creative problem solving, decision making, critical thinking, and learning. Um, okay, so at this point, how do we hone everything in, including what Ellen mentioned about breathing in and breathing out? How do we integrate everything that we learned? and show, show senior leadership management team also, show the way. What are your thoughts, Marika, Ron, Rusty? Uh, well, uh, I'll just make it brief, but I mean, for me, I'm trying to create a, what I call a school. The school is really my sailboat and the forest, the 10 acre forest school that I bought that I want to create a Ewok village and like a Shire Hobbit village type thing, uh, which is a, a kind of a communal land trust. Um, and so I just need to do it. You know, I mean, I, I just need to lead by, by example. Um, and, uh, you know, call the circles and, just get out there. And I've been doing it by, um, by really taking a lot of risk, you know, financial risk, uh, to begin with, um, buying a sawmill, you know, a portable sawmill for $7,000 and, and, uh, putting the $16,000 down on buying the land and kind of crowdfunding money to, uh, to pay for that. So I'm, I'm putting myself out there, you know, I'm really saying like, I'm all in and, uh, I'm looking for other people who, who feel the same, you know, so I'm not looking to, I'm leading, but I'm also looking for other leaders, you know, who are, who are there with me a hundred percent. So, um, it's, yeah, it just comes down to to just doing it, just leading it and believing. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like I had mentioned before, it's kind of a big deal for me to leave Facebook because a lot of the people that I've met over the past, you know, 15 years or so, 
um, or more, 20 years even, some of them, I when I leave Facebook, I'm going to lose all contact with those people. And my social circle is going to shrink a lot. Um, even if, you know, these people that I, you know, know in person, I may not have their contacts. So, um, I'm really trying to, to gather as many of those people as I can, uh, to create that in-person social network. And so, um, you know, I'm just trying to be that person by taking the risk and, you know, doing, you know, buying the house across the street and all of that is I'm trying to be an example and, and getting people to not to follow me, but to, uh, you know, join me in this homesteading adventure and, uh, you know, not necessarily leaving the monetary system, but, you know, creating a, a social credit system within our own group, creating a democracy within our own group. Uh, I believe that if you're not creating, if you don't live democracy, you know, if you're not a participant in community, then how can you expect uh, the government to be a democracy? You know, like we're expecting something from people who maybe have never even truly been democratic. You know, they've always been, uh, you know, the, in the privileged class. So, uh, I mean, some people might say that I'm privileged, but, um, you know, I mean, I come, come from a family that works very hard for everything that they have. Um, and so, uh, you know, I think that privilege is, is well earned. Um, but, uh, you know, we need to, we need to really, you know, I mean, it's the cliche of like, be the change you want to be, but that's, that's what it comes down to as far as I'm concerned. I love the points that you brought up, um, Rusty. And as you were speaking, there are a couple of things that um, just arose for me. And one thing that I've come to realize, and more so recently, I think we're at a moment in time where all of us as humanity are invited to be the leaders. And sometimes I think the, uh, well, I was one of them, mistaking leader with a role when leadership really is about a way of being we're either followers or we're leaders and it's it's a inner quality and when we um cultivate this inner knowing when we come to know the truth of ourselves uh the way ellen was talking about where it's about the heart and to me is this transition from mind to heart-centered. And uh, the other word that got me, Rusty, was democracy, seeking democracy. And I realized I needed to embody democracy within myself. And that is where all aspects of me are equally accepted and listened to and there is an inner balance between my mind and my heart and my emotions that everything is taken into consideration there is not one part of me that dominates the rest so i believe that um you know kate you're asking for practical 
solutions, you know, in leadership, it's about cultivating those qualities within ourselves. We can find ourselves as leaders in a role, but it doesn't necessarily mean that we embody the leadership qualities. Uh, leadership, it's being able to understand what is happening within me that I don't lose myself, especially if I'm in a leadership role. When something challenging comes up, am I able to respond or am I going to react based on history or my insecurities or my subconscious mind? So especially for someone who is in a role of leadership, it's really important to dedicate time and practice to know themselves. And it's a knowing of our thinking. It's an understanding of our emotional self. And seek out practices to process our emotions, to understand what is happening inside. It's um, creating, carving out time just you know, as uh, someone who who works in, in, in the corporate world and there is structure in our doing, there has to be a parallel and even more important structure for inner understanding and knowing and processing. Uh, Marenka, yeah, I agree with what you said on, on several points. Um, and, and one of the things that I find myself doing, you you mentioned about setting aside time where you can really, you know, get into what you're doing and understand what you're doing and where you're coming from. But I find it, I, what what's working for me is using short little visualizations. And I mean, short, 15 seconds, uh, basically uh, combining a, an affirmation and a visualization, um, breathing through the heart. And there's a lot of different exercises where you can do that, that can help bring you back to center. And I'm talking 30 seconds, 60 seconds, maybe two to three minutes. So for me, it's something I do all throughout my day, all throughout my, uh, it doesn't matter what I'm doing. If I'm driving, you know, I, I tend to do that a little more. Um, if I'm in a situation where I'm actually working and engaged, I'll get that moment. If, if I'm not peaceful and if I'm not centered, I will do a quick breathing technique. I will call, do a quick visualization. So for me, that's what I work and that's what I like to teach because it's something that someone can use in any situation, no matter where they are. And what I like about it, the beauty is you can do it in anywhere from 30 seconds to a minute or two, and you can bring yourself back to center. And when you bring yourself back to that, that centeredness, you then are tapped into the heart. When you're tapped into the heart, you're tapped into that intuitive knowing, that peace where you understand what the emotions are over here. You understand what your history is over there. Um, you see where your ego want to take, take you. But with all that noise going on around you, it brings you back to that center in your heart and allows you to hear what your heart, what your intuition, what your guidance is telling you. And I find the more I'm able to do that, the smoother things are unfolding for me.
that's wonderful, Ron. Like all the suggestions that you made in um, the comments from Rusty and Marenka, um, they're so valid. I um, I believe that the self-discipline is actually easy. Is that's the easy part? The hardest part of being in management is dealing with or or engaging with um, everyone else with different personality, work ethics, and all. That's probably the biggest biggest challenge that we all face. And for us, because if we're in upper management, we tend to be already qualified or have the experience to to have self-discipline, to engage in different scenarios. Whereas the people who work for us, we cannot control. And I mean, to a certain point, because uh, different ethnicity and background and and communication techniques and stuff. So the biggest challenge for me is is understanding all. And so for me, I, I just believe that it's best to be consistent with ourselves and not and not to not to um, to like basically treat everyone with integrity and with the same level of awareness that everyone has possibility has the um, the 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 potential to be their great at the greatest and to be the leader that bring out the best in each person that is to me the biggest challenge and to be a great leader is to bring out all the best possible outcome from each person as much as you can and so it's all about compromising with our self-awareness and the awareness of their behavior, their their potential, their um, qualifications, to understand that each person is unique and that we cannot compare everybody to each other, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, so that's, that's, yeah. that's my, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense, Ellen. Um, uh, so two things here. In this article, it says, you know, you might also try to enlist an objective observer or two. Can be hard for leaders to find people who are willing to tell it straight. As Fubini thinks, it's essential. You're not going to get direct objective feedback from peers and board members who are likely to pull the punches. He said, look to a mentor or a coach, develop a kitchen cabinet, an informal group of trusted advisors, or ask your spouse or kids for feedback. Sometimes you get the best insight at home. Now I'm building business for two years and I have um, <laughs> five, five corporate advisors from Stanford and one investor who are helping, who is helping me. Now, what I notice, people don't tell you the truth, right? And so, yeah, so, it, going back to your question, Ellen, it is challenging, though I think finding even one person would just tell it like it is, is really helpful. Well, Lee and Vernell, welcome. Do you want to add some value here? Hey, uh, sure, Kate. Thanks. And hey, Corey, we, we got to catch up, brother. Uh, glad, to, glad to see you here. This room's been pretty cool. Um, yeah, I've got no problem with uh, speaking my mind, uh, but sometimes that's a problem too. 
because uh, I've got to lead with my heart and uh, not my mind. And, um, you know, it's important to know myself before I lead other people. And, uh, you know, or, or else I'm leading people in the wrong direction because I'm being led in the wrong direction by, um, well, my, however you want to look at that, but, uh, I'm being led in a wrong direction. So like for today, for example, I helped, uh, I, I, I'm a recovering or recovered. I, I would recovered alcoholic and, uh, cocaine addict. So I, um, I try to help others now, um, cause I, I have to, to stay, stay alive myself. And, um, so today I'm, uh, helping a, um, a girl, a, a young girl who, uh, uh, who really needs someone. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, maybe because of her looks, it really, she's got a really unique sense of, uh, fashion <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, I would have been judgmental of it before, you know, or, or I wouldn't have been, uh, anyway, I, I wasn't who I am now. And, uh, it's really cool to be able to help someone and to, uh, put my, um, because we all have instincts and I'm a single guy. It's springtime. Uh, you know, I've got instincts and, and, um, and I know like, uh, people just want to look outside of themselves to, for something to feel better, um, on the inside. And so anyway, needless to say, um, I'm just telling myself that, you know, I asked God, Hey God, you have to help me with, you know, just make me, well, help me with the temptation you know, and, uh, because I don't want to be ran by anything, but like, um, a heart center today. Uh, so, uh, like, uh, for me, it's got to do with, uh, Jesus, you know, like my, uh, my understanding of, uh, what Jesus was teaching. That's like, and, and, um, anyway, I don't know if that makes sense, but I, um, Anyway, it's just really cool to, uh, she didn't know how much that meant to me tonight, you know, to, uh, be helping someone not only with, uh, you know, the alcohol problem and, um, but to be overcoming the universe presents, uh, things that I need to face within myself on the outside. So like the war in Ukraine, the, uh, politics, um, this, uh, this attractive girl who needs help, <laughs> the universe helps me work on what I need to work on. Um, uh, because it, you know, uh, it's got nothing to do with my behavior has nothing to do with anyone else. Everything external is, you know, I've got to come back to my heart and, uh, look inside and see why, what, you know, why I'm disturbed and, 
and get back to uh you know the flow so anyway hope that makes sense and uh again uh, let's catch up Corey. and uh thanks for letting me talk peace I love that statement, become aware of why I'm disturbed. It's really, it's about me, it's not about the external world, taking ownership of that. Uh, thanks, Lee. Vernell, do you have any uh, insight or would you like to add value to this? Thank you. Yeah, I really like what Lee was saying. And to me, you know, from what I've learned from my mother, because she retired as a registered nurse and my father retired as a police officer. So on one hand, you got the compassionate side and then you have the strict side and you're being raised by them. But from what I learned from <clears throat> my parents and other people is that there's always time and capacity. And no matter who you're trying to lead, if you, you don't know what they're going through in their life, sometimes they don't have the capacity to actually understand what you are saying. But after time, if they stick around, then eventually they'll understand it. Then, you know, manifestation, you know, what you reap is what you sow. You know, you make the cause, but everyone plants a seed, but every seed doesn't blossom at the same time. So as leaders, I think it's important for us to be patient with people because we're not walking in everybody's shoes. We don't suffer like they suffer. And um, that's, that's all I've, I've got to say, yeah. Thanks for that, Vernell. Um, Yes, really grateful for you and Lee also and Ellen as well. Uh, let me reset the room as we're approaching top of the hour. Uh, in 10 minutes, this room does close. So Sharon, welcome. Rashin, welcome. Franklin, welcome. Uh, feel free to join us on stage. And we have our moderator, Vasti, Marenka, myself and Ron. We are... Uh, here every weekend until March 30th. So we, I'm sorry, March 20th. So next week is our finale session. And so feel free to um, bring people in next time, next week. And uh, I, I love what you said, Verna, about upbringing, mother side or mother and father, they have different archetypes. And they, if one is compassionate and one is strict, <laughs> and how do we integrate that when we're looking at this female leader we may project onto this compassionate self and think okay she's going to really you know give everything without compensation things like that that's sort of ingrained in the society i've noticed um so the question you know for question for for the senior executives how are you how much are you aware of yourself and project projection you you give towards certain types of male or female leaders. Is this really true? You know, I think it's a great time to sort of break, break the pattern if anything is unbalanced, and honor everybody just, just as they are. And the one of the research I read. The top leaders, 
are integrated beings. They have both balanced masculinity and femininity, almost like androgyny. <laughs> now, um, so moderators, please uh, share the last word of wisdom, and then we can close the room with how people can contact us and by sh sharing our specialty. Rusty, do you have any uh, closing words? Uh, sure, Kate. Um, what you just said about, uh, you know, maybe female management or leaders uh, giving without compensation. Um, well, that is a, maybe a motherly trait, but maybe that's more something that is uh, expected in Korea where you are. Um, I'm just thinking about all the pressure that's put on women to provide these uh, extravagant meals on holidays and how often after holidays is the most common time for divorce because uh, people are like, yeah, I, I don't want to ever do this again. <laughs> it's too much pressure. So uh, I, I know often Korean mothers uh, hold their sons in such high esteem that their, you know, the, their daughters-in-law could never, uh, you know, ever be good enough for their holy sons. But uh, anyhow, I, um, yeah, I'm just really contemplating what the world has, you know, holds for us um, in terms of, uh, you know, the currency crash and inflation and all of these things, how important community is going to be with that and how there is going to need to be uh, a lot of leadership and people stepping up to organize their communities uh, in times of need um, and to organize people to actually get things done um, where money may not be the central motivating force, but just because we need to get people fed or we need to get people, you know, somewhere or healed or whatever, um, you know, currency has been uh, God, you know, it's been the way how things get done. Um, but maybe we need to really focus on, you know, the why and the how, um, you know, more, uh, you know, the what for the why is so important. So that's, that's where I'm going. You know, I've been setting myself up here on my farm. You know, I'm about to start a whole lot of seeds, um, for planting my, my school that I'm creating is called dream seed. But, uh, currently I make a living sewing hammocks, which are called hanging hugs. So you can find me through my website, which is hangingHugs.com. And uh, my other contact information, Instagram, whatnot, you can find through my profile. So feel free to add me on there. But uh, I'm in Eastern Canada. And uh, thanks for everyone for sharing. Nice knowing you. Uh, brilliant, Rossi. Thanks for that. Marika, how about you? Hi. Um, one of the threads that I kept hearing, even though um, might not have been uh, articulated every single time, the quality of humility. And uh, I know, Ron, you were talking about gratitude. Gratitude does not come without humility. It's one of the ingredients that it's um, really necessary, especially the higher the rank. And when there is humility, there is the ability to 
to manage on a horizontal level rather than a vertical level. And it also encourages in its energetically, we permit others to give us the truth. I believe from my personal experience, people don't tell us the truth because they sense it at some level that we cannot handle the truth. So I would say humility is at the base of great leadership. And with that, when someone is it's humble enough, it's willing to seek guidance and they become coachable. Um, they are not rigid in the way they approach life. So the way they are going to approach um, their role as leaders, it's really important to stay flexible. Um, I am here to assist those who are ready to shift um, from the seat of power, from their mind into the heart and just um, lead an integral life. I can be reached um, via email at p at gmail.com and also on Instagram and here as well. Thank you so much, Kate, and everyone else here. Great talk tonight. Thanks, Marika, for that beautiful share. Uh, Ron, do you, how about you? Yeah, I, I, I liked what uh, the, the point that Rusty made about the roles, um, you know, whether it's mother, father, male, female, boss, parent, um, our relationships from a racial standpoint, all these things are things I believe we're in the process of overcoming. We have to overcome these roles. Uh, society, governments, uh, religions tend to put us in boxes. Okay, you're a mother, so this is what's expected of you. You're a you know senior management, this is expected of you. You know, and and based on cultural differences or the color of our skin, there's different boxes that that people situations want to put us in, and this is what we have to overcome. There's only one race on the planet, and that's the human race. And once we realize that, this ascension process, um, all this turmoil and chaos that we see around us right now, that we see around us right now, you know, from it is going to come our ascension. And it has to do with what we're talking about here, becoming heart-centered, becoming compassionate, building a community as Rusty's in the process of doing. These are all significant components of where we're going to end up once all this dust settles. And and this this is where my passion is. My passion you know, is to help people who are ready to be a part of this change, who've had enough of the old way, who want to be able to come from their heart and and to make the world a better place, what their world is. And my job is to give them the insight into themselves and their tool and tools to help them grow and unfold that perspective. You can reach me directly at Ron, my email, Ron at goldentrailcoaching.com. I'm on Instagram. It's Ron underscore Golden Trail Coaching. And you can find a lot more of my information on LinkedIn. Thanks, Kate. Thanks, everyone. I've enjoyed the conversation tonight. Thanks, Ron. Another beautiful share. Uh, yeah, Vernal, you want to come in really quick? Yeah, 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 yeah. I want to say thank you, Ron, for what you're talking about. But what I've, I've experienced in my life 
when it comes to leaders, I think the most powerful leaders are women because men can't give childbirth. Women were created to birth the men and the other women, but men don't have the capacity to deal with that. And that's why I was always thinking if most of the major leaders on this planet were women, then we wouldn't have war because, you know, the male ego system, alpha male per se or whatever, they just want to dominate and, and run things. I'm not saying every man, but a lot of them. But I think that a lot of men need to give more proper respect because I think that the female has more of a capacity to be more compassionate and everything because she can give childbirth, but men can't do that. And it wasn't meant for us to birth a child. We, we can't do it. <laughs> That's okay. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's funny. That's can, beautiful. I, can I say something real quick? Sure, sure really uh, quick. <laughs> and and uh, Mike Tyson said that he studied all the conquerors of the world, and uh, he said they were all uh, mama's boys. And and uh, anyway, look into that, Vernell. It's uh, just a real interesting thing on. Uh, anyway, I want to talk to you about that. That's an interesting thing, uh, topic. All right, peace. Thank, thanks, guys. Yes, uh, thanks, everyone. Thanks, Lee, Ellen, thank you. And Vernell, thank you. Now, I am a bipolar integration coach. I also an entrepreneur creating a startup focusing on mental health for millennials and Generation X in the corporate world. So right now I'm taking clients. If you would like to integrate your shadow self, uh, get in, in touch with your deep, heavy emotion to transcend that and archivize that, you can contact me on lifeofemerald at gmail.com. And my website is lifeofemerald.com. And currently we are doing global movement called Make Mental Health Normal. And we're bringing speakers as we witness some of our stellar speakers here. Marenka and Ron are also, a we have recorded a podcast. And this podcast is accessible on anchor.fm slash life of Emerald. And like Lee said earlier, you know, truth sometimes isn't the best. But like, okay, you can remember me as someone. I just tell it like it is, you know, no BS. So if you want to face your truth uh, and heal, integrate, uh, contact me, okay? So really beautiful hanging out with you all. Um, Sharon, Rashin, welcome. Sarub, welcome. <laughs> I think we did a fabulous job staying in the center today. And next week is our finale. So feel free to come back again. Ellen, Lee, Vernell, thank you so much. And Rusty, thank you so much. Uh, Marika, thank you, thank you. Ron, thank you, thank you, thank you. And Kate, I appreciate you. See you later. Bye. Good night. Thanks.